And welcome to An Englishman in San Diego, uh, a cup of tea, and uh, I can tell you right now, it is the biggest cup of tea I have got in the building. Will you look at the size of this thing? Okay, that, okay. I, I know the whole thing of, um, okay, this is very, this is smaller, but it's very far away. No, it's not that. This is a big cup of tea. This is my hand, and this is the size, it's huge. It is, it is required today because I am absolutely shattered. I will explain more about that as we go into uh, today's episode. Right, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. What this is, is a weekly uh, episode where we talk about uh, con culture, all the things that happen at Comic-Con, all the things that get attracted to Comic-Con in terms of television, pop culture, comics, and uh, also we have some great guests on as well which allow us to uh, talk about these things. So uh, it's very much uh, female energy this week, which I'm excited about. It's going to be great. Um, if you do want to interact with us, by all means, uh, you can uh, talk to us on the uh, Google Plus event page. Uh, you go to the, um, the Google Plus uh, window and click on Q&A. Uh, all your questions will come up on the uh, right-hand side. Uh, you can also tweet us as well. If you go to uh, Twitter and use the hashtag CupOT, SDCC. It will come through to us. I'm uh, keeping a, a search on that uh, right now. And by all means, any questions that you want to ask, not only about what we're talking about, but just anything that you want to talk about here on the Hangout, that's what we're here for. That's what it's absolutely all about, especially as we're getting closer and closer to pre-reg. Uh, something we're going to be talking about is a, a deadline that passed this week. So we'll come back to that as well. Like I say, Female energy. I love this. Uh, we have ourselves uh, three great guests with us, uh, starting with uh, Megan Gotch. Hello, Megan. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank you. Now, Megan, before she started, she had a bit, a bit of a scratchy throat, and hopefully, um, have, you, have you got that uh, all cleared up? Have you got some? Uh, uh, have you got a cup of tea to kind of? Uh, I'm working on it. It's almost ready. <laughs> oh, you've got the kettle on. Fantastic. Excellent. Uh, well, I mean, it's either that or just go for the red red wine, white wine, tequila. All of these things work. So, just I, I I think we have yet to have the first proper boozy one of these where we all just get slightly drunk and. I think it's too early here in LA for that. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe not in Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten o'clock in Yorkshire would be fine. We'll, we, on a Sunday, we'd just get, we'd be down the pub. That'd be great. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much, Dee, for joining us. Um, what's been happening in the nerdy girly world this week or uh, recently since we spoke to you last? Oh, not much. I've been doing a lot of photography and actually kind of took a little bit of a blogging break because I was feeling a little bit burnt out. So starting Monday, I'm back at it, and well, starting today, I'm back at it. I have to go do a little, I'm going to do my Halloween photo shoot today. Excellent. I mean, I've noticed that you've uh, been still been posting a number of your uh, daily cosplays and a couple of your, uh, uh, certainly from your other contributors as well. Tilly's been uh, filling in with one or two music posts, so that's been cool. So yes, yes uh, great, great site if you get the chance. Um, of course, thenerdygirly.com. Okay, uh, we have ourselves as uh, one of my regular partners in crime. It's Alyssa Franks from friendsofcci.com forum. Hello there, Alyssa. How are you? I'm fine, Leonard. Now, Wonderful. yes. Yes, um, we, were, we were talking about this before we came on air. Um, basically, Alyssa is feeling a little bit of a withdrawal 
um, kicking in. Well, it certainly kicked in around Tuesday, Wednesday, because of course last week we had a fantastic hangout where you joined us from uh, New York Comic Con. Um, yes. How <laughs> how was all of that noise once it had all died away? How was that? It's it's been a depressing week. I. I it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I was not expecting to feel so withdrawn. Um, it's definitely right up there with San Diego, the same kind of uh, withdrawal from that. Um, my son cosplayed for the first time, had a blast. Uh, you know, all of, all of that. <laughs> he came back with costume ideas, so I was like, yes. <laughs> Oh, he's, 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 he's gone full on. He's gone full addiction to the cosplay cause. Full on, oh, yep. Fantastic. What did so he dress as? Uh, um, an Assassin's Creed. Uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the characters, a conglomeration of a bunch of characters. But, but Tuesday, Tuesday night, I kind of was with my family at the, at the dinner table. And Lewis and I were the only ones that had been to Khan and, and were massively dis you know, massively depressed both of us, and we both were kind of looking at each other, and it felt really very much like uh, Frodo and and um, uh, Sam. Sam and yeah. Pippin, Mary and Pippin at the oh, at the pub at the end of yeah. <laughs> Nobody else. Oh. Understood. <laughs> so that was that was that's been my week. Um, there's been a lot of interesting things happening on the forum, which we'll get into with a discussion about. Cool. Um, can we implement uh, room clearing and at San Diego? And we'll get into that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, there, there is so much to talk about when it comes to uh, New York Comic Con versus San Diego Comic Con. I personally ever will never uh, see it as NYCC versus uh, SDCC. Every every single event has its own flavor and its own things to contribute and. They can learn from each other. I, I absolutely agree with that, and uh, it is something that we're going to talk about uh, very soon indeed. Uh, and last but not least, we have a new face to the Cup of uh, Tea Hangouts. Hello there. This is Katrina Dennis. Hello, Katrina. Hi. Hello. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, we, I've, I've, been, I've been speaking to Katrina, um, who is known... Right, okay. You you have changed your Twitter handle recently. What is your Twitter handle at the moment? Uh, at the moment, oh, well, the name I have on Twitter <laughs> it yeah, is yeah, because I think it's Skeleton. a Halloween, isn't it? <laughs> it's Skeletrina Deadness. No, oh. I I tried. I got really. I and like it's so funny because I changed it and then um my uh my boyfriend and my uh boss were like, can you give us spooky names too? I was like, okay, so you'll you'll see Alicia Grasso, my boss, is uh, Alicia Goulso. and yeah. so I, I, you know, I have been. Everyone who I follow on Twitter has suddenly gotten themselves a new spooky name for Halloween, and I don't think I can think of one for Leonard Sultana. So listen, if you can, th if anyone creative out there can think of something for Leonard Sultana, there's no spooky. Variation of my name, but then again, he's me like, too. I need help too. I couldn't think of something <laughs> clever. Uh, I'll work on it. <laughs> Mummy Gulch. No, okay. uh, we'll think of something. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Well, like I say, um, you are new to uh, our hangouts, so introduce yourself. Who who are you, and uh, what do you do? 
I am Katrina Dennis. I go by O Katrina online. Uh, I'm the superheroes channel manager, which is kind of like a, an assistant ed editor position over at moviepilot.com. Um, I love Star Wars, and I run my blog on okatrina.com about geek lifestyle and assorted other radness. Because hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of know a little bit about um, your, your background in terms of your online stuff, because you've also done stuff for Geek and Sundry as well, haven't you? Yes, I was formerly their uh, community manager and social media manager, and that is passed on to my podcast partner, actually, uh, Sarah, who goes by Sarah the Rebel on Twitter. She's now uh, in the position that I used to be in. Uh, so it was pretty cool to just like hand that off and go like, well, I know you know what you're doing because you watch me do it every day. So it was cool. Yeah, I, I was with Geek and Sundry for about a year. It was great. Um, on the last day, you know, Felicia came in, gave me a hug, and gave me a cupcake. So that was nice. <laughs> you can't say fairer than that. I mean, I, mean, I, I can't complain, honestly. Uh, it's treated me well. I think what I was, uh, the reason why I brought that up is because I did want people to uh, know that uh, you absolutely uh, are very much full-blown, hardcore geek. You know your stuff, and it's it, and you really want to take part in these hangouts. So that's it's great that you were. Uh, oh yeah. Taking time. Um, it's going to be a relatively quick one because uh, I am absolutely shattered. <laughs> Because uh, this has been a very, very long weekend for me because I have been to a um, Comic-Con of my own this weekend, one that uh, took place in Kendall uh, by Cumbria. Are you okay there, Megan? Yeah, I'm okay. good. I'm about to go get my tea right now. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. Okay, um, but uh, we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, we're also going to be talking about New York Comic Con and uh, how smaller cons um, have their place in in the world of comic conventions. But uh, I think we will start with yourself, uh, Katrina, especially when it talks uh, when we talk about uh, some big news that came out uh, in uh, Geekdom this week with the yes. Warner Brothers announcement of something like ten announcement. Or should I say, I know, we'll just take a whole bunch of darts, throw them at a wall, and whichever titles stick, those are the films we're going to release, and we're going to release them until 2010. It's, oh, man. It just came out, it, it kind of came out of the blue, just how much, how much detail, and just, I mean, something that's, oh, okay, let's first of all start to, talking about the films. Which are the ones that kind of jumped out at you that went, Okay, that I'm that I'm interested in seeing. So uh, I guess ultimately, um, it, it, the reason that the the announcement did not go well was because uh, DC told their shareholders about it in a meeting, and their shareholders were apparently not made to sign NDAs. So uh, the well, the ones that would have st stood out and like really made DC look much more ahead of the game than they've looked over the past you know five years. Uh, were Wonder Woman, which would be the first modern female superhero film uh, out of one of the big two, um, as well as Cyborg, because that would be the first superhero movie under DC's name. Uh, I would say modern day, you know, scrapping Blade and Shaft, um, that it would star a black character, and then Jason Momoa, who is also a person of color, is playing Aquaman, and on top of that, Ezra Miller, who is fantastic and so talented and so funny and witty is the first openly queer actor in DC's roster of people who are going to play superheroes 
because he's going to be the Flash. So these are all like four hard-hitting announcements that some shareholder decided to tweet. In one go. And Yeah, and DC didn't think like, hey, maybe we should have these people sign NDAs uh, before we tell them about our like earth-shaking movies. And now it's just, it, it, because it came out that way, it just kind of feels like it was swept under the rug and like, you know, I have a feeling that now DC has a lot of maintenance and cleaning to do to uh, prepare for announcements at, you know, San Diego Comic Con more than likely and any other future Comic Cons as well. Mm. I mean, I think that's the reason why it's interesting uh, to us uh, as a, a Comic Con uh, hangout because yeah. it is going to be this big thing that where they're just going to have to kind of pick all of these pieces up and run with them at San Diego or indeed all the other cons mm -hmm. that uh, take place between now and uh, a release. Although it's interesting you turned around and say about the first modern um, uh, female-led uh, superhero movie. You're talking about sweeping things under the rug. Obviously then we are sweeping, uh, sweeping Catwoman uh, to one side yeah. Out, out of the way. Well, we're not going to talk <laughs> about Catwoman. We don't talk about that film and just move assorted, on. Assorted things Halle Berry should never play, and most of them are superheroes and vigilantes. So, yeah. And I think the other thing that's um, kind of getting swept under the rug as well is Green Lantern. Uh, which yeah. Is getting well, Green Lantern either. wasn't that big. I don't think Green Lantern wasn't as earth-shattering because we've in recent years, had a Green Lantern film, it bombed, and everyone was like, well, what are we going to do? Like, I, I, Ryan Reynolds is probably lined up to be Deadpool. Deadpool, the movie, is happening. We already know that's done, and I would really love to not see Hal or Ryan Reynolds at all in this new Green Lantern movie. I wanted it to be a movie about, like, Jon Stewart, or even better, my super boyfriend, Kyle Rayner, um... But that's just me. I don't know. Uh, I feel like we've had so much Hal. Like we know who Hal is. Like he's a pilot who found who, who was given the power of the Green Lantern. And I feel like somebody else should have the spotlight now. Like we should have a new Green Lantern for this generation. Well, I, I've seen the lineup, and it's all very nice, and it's all very um, strong and upright. And your Man of Steel, and your um, uh, Amazonian Goddess. I think it's time for a Guy Gardner film. I think it's time for Guy Gardner to step up and lead his own... Okay, no one's really buying this. You can tell this from the faces on the screens that no one's... <laughs> no one... <laughs> Nobody likes Guy Gardner. He, oh, like... Didn't me. he, like, hit a woman once? And, like, he was just, like, a big jerk. <laughs> I love Guy Gardner. He's the guy that took... He's, he's the guy that took ice on a date in Justice League International to a porn movie because he thought that would be romantic. This is this is a hero we can all stand behind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, I mean, it has been a massive amount of uh, news that came out in one go. Has it been anything that's kind of um, attracted your attention, Megan? Um, I'm really excited about the Harry Potter movies that they announced. That yeah, that kind of got swept. Like you say, we've been talking about sweeping under the rug. To be honest, I, I saw that, and I, I didn't even know what it was. Um, I thought it was just some strange, like some odd trilogy of films that was coming out. I didn't know the Harry Potter connection. And then I found out that it what it was, uh, that the it's this, um, this offshoot, and then I, it just smacks of... 
Warner Brothers milking once again the Harry Potter um, franchise. Yeah, the book is super, super tiny. It's a novella, so I don't know how they're going to make three movies out of it, but I'll obviously go see them. I love Harry <laughs> Potter. Hey, if they, so can, I will. if they can make three movies out of The Hobbit, I think they can make three movies oh, out, of a, right? yeah. <laughs> out of a novella. Oh, my word. Okay, um, has there been any um, excitement about um, this on the uh, forum, Alyssa? <clears throat> Uh, there has, but I haven't. I haven't really been following it. Um, it, to my mind, the the Warner Brother announcement. Didn't they do a big announcement like three years ago, and of, of five movies they were going to do, and none of them really came to to be. Um, am, or am I misremembering something? I'm not big on DC, so I don't follow what they do. I mean, um, and that, that happens a lot because a lot of these movies that they're announcing, and it kind of like weirds me out because, you know, I work in entertainment, but a lot of these movies they're announcing are just like, so we're going to make this movie. We don't have a script, a writer, a cast, or anything at all, but we're going to do it. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't do that unless you have somebody behind it, save for yeah. the Ant-Man debacle. Uh, it's just been, I mean, like I say, oh, like you say, Katrina, and like uh, the, the, you've all kind of mentioned, that there's been, I think all of us have got a, a favourite of the, uh, the the announcements that have kind of piqued our interest. Um, admittedly, I, the, the people turning around saying that Justice League 2 is going to get turned into um, two movies, but they, they've kind of said it's going to be Justice League and Justice League 2. It's, it's two separate films. What I do find interesting is that they are skipping over a Man of Steel sequel completely. They're just—it's almost like they don't have enough faith in this. Well, actually, um, there's a Batman reboot announced for 2019, and Man of Steel is following. Oh no, Man of Steel was supposed to be dated for 2018. I'm not sure if that changed, but those were also announcements that were like swept even more deeply under the rug. It was like. Is like, oh, we're gonna have all these amazing movies. Also, Batman and Superman are getting their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was this was brought up in a blog post which I saw, and I completely agree with it. Is too much or too early? Is it is it a poor strategy? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can understand telling shareholders at the end of the day they're the ones with their hands in their pocket and their, the, the the wallets ready mm -hmm. and waiting to shell out the cash. But at the end of the day, for that information to get out that with all this, these movie dates up to six years ahead, is that just too, is it too much? Is it too early? Do we really need like, this kind of information even revealing to shareholders at this point? A 10-year plan is only as good as the first movie, one or two movies that they're able to produce. Mm -hmm. So if they can't produce in the next year or two, what good is a 10-year plan? Good point. And my, that's my biggest concern because Batman versus Superman has, apparently it's going to have, you know, a, a, along with Batman, Superman, and Lois Lane, we've got Wonder Woman, we have Cyborg, Aquaman's in it. Um, there's now going to be a Robin um, and... Like, it's just like the roster is too long, and there are even cast members there that are supposed to be uh, main characters that we don't, you know, we don't know who they're playing yet, but they're going to take on, like, primary roles, and I'm like, well, what's going on here? And it also, it makes me, like, worry about these side characters that are going to get their own movies, because 
if you don't give them a strong introduction that makes people immediately love them, like you're not going to sell their movie properly in the end. No. Mm -hmm. I think it says, there's also, a, a, like Megan says, uh, or like uh, Melissa says, um, if you have that, I mean, we've had one film so far. We've had Men mm -hmm. of Steel, which for its success did have its um, detractors for um, the mixture of tone that uh, the, this Superman was possibly a little bit too brutal. Um, it, I don't think it was the full-blown swish that everyone mm. kind of um, says you know, it can be. So to have this plan almost hinge on that first film, it could still easily unravel. Um, but at the end of the day, they uh, for us Congoers, they've got now um, how many weeks to go between uh, now and uh, San Diego Comic Con to kind of uh, <laughs> repair the uh, the the the, uh, the the faith in the fans? I mean, 37 weeks to go for, uh, till uh, Comic Con, just to scare the living hell out of you. By the way, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> 37 weeks. Oh boy! <laughs> Christmas is just around the corner. Hello, this is my this is a gun to my forehead. There you go. Um, <laughs> How about this one? Badge, badge sales and in, in pre reg, pre reg badge sale, sales in probably two or three weeks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, so, um, the okay, the DC Warner Brothers thing. With this amount of um, information that's been released in this one massive blast. What on earth could we expect then at the Warner Brothers panel um, in 2015, considering that we were expecting so much from Warner Brothers, but what we actually got was a 25-second clip, three people walking out on stage, smiling and waving, and then leaving. Um, <laughs> could we just suddenly have the entire opposite in 2015 and just have this massive superhero blowout on stage where we do have Jason Momoa, where we do have Ira, uh, Ezra Miller, where we do have um, the announcer. I mean, who else, has, who, has, who else has been cast? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Ray Fisher, who's going to play Cyborg. Um, the rumor is that Jenna Malone is going to be Carrie Kelly, uh, the Robin for the film. Um, who else? Scoop McNary, isn't it? As somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's. I think it's going to be interesting. We've just had a message from um, Jesse Lynn, known as the Seventh Candidate on Twitter, who is kind of the uh, cup of tea's resident DC fan. Apparently, at this point, he's saying, "I see now why I'm not on this hangout this week. Um, I'm currently screaming at my computer." Uh, <laughs> he ha he it has. Just, I, you know, I, and I, I'm a huge DC fan. I'm a huge DC fan. And, you know, I, I subscribe to the fact that, like, if you love something a lot, it's okay to be critical of it. You know, I grew up with Batman. I grew up with all of these superheroes. So it's just like, because they're so precious to me, I worry a lot. And so I'm worried about this new DC panel um, at San Diego and... I feel like if I cut, the way I treated Kick-Ass when I first went in, because I had read the, the comic, which has nothing to do with DC, but 
Um, I went in, I read the comic, it was brutal, there was, like, rape, it was scary, and I went into the movie expecting it to be, like, the worst, most traumatizing thing in the world for me, and because I did, I expected the worst, it was actually a lot of fun, and I really liked Kick-Ass. I'm not, uh, a fan of the second movie, but I liked the first movie, so I, I mean, I have no hopes or expectations for the new panel, and if it goes really well, I just come out of it like winning anyway. <laughs> I think that's the best way to but, go into anything. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. what was what was zero what was expectations? Said, yeah. What was said at um, New York Comic Con, um, Alyssa? Um, I didn't go to that panel. I okay. don't know. Hopefully, hopefully some. Yeah. I mean, I know. I do know that we have somebody. Um, <laughs> Jesse has now joined in on the yes. Q and A's. <laughs> and, and he does say he does say that it would have been nice if this announcement had happened during New York Comic Con, and it would have made a huge flash. So yeah. that it's like a missed opportunity, I think, is what yeah. Jesse. I'm I'm trying to work out. I always see it as a kind of um, to and fro between DC and Marvel, and Marvel have had their fair share of announcements this week, all comic based, admittedly, um, with their um, kind of reboots of some classic titles, all tying in with what looks to be Secret Wars, uh, which is their big event mm -hmm. for 2015. Considering that they've uh, done something like uh, well, uh, years of future past and um, Armor Wars, which is the classic Iron Man story. Some <laughs> utterly mind-bending um, title panels uh, and pages uh, for Marvel. And I was just trying to work, I'm trying to work out if there is just kind of, okay, let's take some of the news cycle away from them. But then again, it was such a massive drop of information. I, I, you're, I think, Katrina, you're right, it was just lack of forethought on uh, Warner Brothers part to not get somebody to sign some pieces of paper on the way in. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I, I feel so sad because this this really could have been the moment where DC defined itself as like, look at us, we're finally like taking you seriously and being progressive. Because I've always felt that there was such a major disconnect between the creatives at, D at DC and the people who are making all of these comics and the people in like marketing and the, the shareholders who are calling the shots and it's it's hard to like work with a divide like that especially because you know if if I know anything about entertainment it's that these shareholders are pushing DC like to catch up with Marvel and it's like this is a competition for them and they want their investment to play out and be more successful than Disney which is like a giant mecca of entertainment right now sure so I mean, you know, I, think, I mean, like, I think with also with uh, with Warner Brothers as well, uh, they they've always fought the fact that Marvel have had a single kind of unifying person to kind of mm -hmm. hinge the entire thing on, which is Kevin Feige. I can write mm -hmm. is it Feige or Feige? Uh, I would Feige. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I've written his name a million times and I still don't know how to pronounce it. I know it's embarrassing, isn't it? Oh dear me. Um, I know that <laughs> Megan Megan is blowing on her tea, but I was going to say, is there? Um, I, I mean, is there anything that as I mean, certainly for yourself, when it comes to um, uh, the characters that you enjoy from DC. Um, is it is it Wonder Woman that's kind of like jumped out at you, or is, has there been any others that have kind of uh, excited you in that panel, in that lineup? Um, 
I haven't really followed it that much, but I think... I, mean, I, know, I know you said the, the, the Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I love, I'm really excited about the Harry Potter stuff, and uh, I saw the last Superman movie, wasn't my favorite, and I love the old Batman movie, so if they could do stuff like that, then I would totally go and see it, but so far I've been like a huge Marvel fan, more so than DC. Okay. Does Marvel still have the lead at this point? Do you think? Uh -huh. Even even with all these titles that have been announced until, and I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth, 2020. Yeah, that doesn't even seem like, how can you even do that? Like Katrina was saying, I'm like, 2020, that's a long time from now. So. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But does, okay, at the moment then, is it uh, in the DC versus Marvel, who still has the lead in terms of a, gr a grasp of their cinem cinematic universes. <laughs> Are you asking me that? I'm, I'm, I'm asking you that question. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, I'm like the least qualified person to answer that question. Um, but I, <laughs> I would say Marvel because I'm like Guardians of the Galaxy. They hit a home run with that movie. That movie was amazing. And I mean, comparing that to the Superman movie, I know they're totally opposites, but... I would rather see Guardians of the Galaxy than Superman. That's well, I mean, you opinion. can even take a character like Captain America. I'm sorry to interrupt you too on that, but yeah. you could take a character like Captain America, who, you know, I, you know, I've always liked Captain America, but I've never found him to be like extremely interesting until I saw the Winter Soldier, which mm -hmm. hit it out of the park, honestly, as far as a movie goes, because the, it showed a superhero who believes in good and does the right thing and also has these very in-depth relationships with literally every person he knows. Like, I have well, never seen a dude manage a friend circle the way that Captain America does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, admittedly, uh, I, I, I understand all those plus points when it comes to uh, when, uh, Captain America. Admittedly, when um, Chris Evans walked out on stage at San Diego Comic-Con, the first thing that my wife was talking about was the um, level of integrity and the um, the the the, uh, the 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 level of goodness in him that uh, that's what really appealed when she looked into his piercing blue eyes and uh, <laughs> <laughs> massive guns and you, yeah yeah that's exactly yeah, she, she looked she was looking up at him longingly longingly at his at his integrity uh, <laughs> <laughs> was what my wife was doing but um, I feel like. You know, as far as Boy Scout type characters go, you've got Captain America versus Superman, and Captain America is—I mean, like you know, Superman is from another planet, but Captain America is so relatable and human. And Superman, like he, his management of relationships is classically horrible. So <laughs> I, you know, I just find him to be like more intense to follow in the movie verse right sure. now, at yeah, least. Sure. Like, well, I mean, okay, I'm going to talk to Alyssa about this because as uh, you and I are both long-term uh, comic book readers, is it just me, or the pairing, or the modern contemporary pairing of Superman and Wonder Woman? To me, as a long-term reader, it still <laughs> feels like he's cheating on Lois. I don't, I don't see it. But I was, I was always in the '60s. You know, that's that's my Superman and Wonder Woman from the '60s and '70s. And and this is the new portrayal. I, I just don't see. I, I'd love to see DC do a good uh, Justice League of, a League of America movie where it is um, 
it, it's all ensemble and funny and laughing. Uh, DC, to my mind, always does the um, you know the single brooding character of Batman or Superman, and the Marvel characters have humanity. They they fall down. They they eat shawarma. You know, whereas I, I can't yeah. picture. Yeah, I can't picture. I, 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 I just can't picture a DC film where I'm going to have a laugh. Mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. can't. I can't actually remember a single laugh out moment in Man of Steel. It was just so serious. It was just so so dour. It was just a very very tough watch. I, I feel like the DC animated universe has like such a leg up on the cinematic because of that. Mm. Like I love the animated movies. <laughs> oh well, I mean the the, the animated okay, series, the the, 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 television, the television programs, the the, the have uh, so much fun with it, and as well, I, I, yeah, get Bruce Tim involved for God's sake. Let's get some some of that. <laughs> energy involved. I think that'd be cool. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, thank you very much indeed for that little breakdown, because I, I, I do think it's going to be an interesting 2015 when it comes to that panel, so that's going to be uh, interesting. And no doubt we will have some more conversations from Jesse about that at some point in the, in the, <laughs> forth, in the forthcoming weeks, because I can guarantee at this point he's bouncing up and down and just going, oh, I want to get in on this. I want to talk about this. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, Let's uh, move on because I wanted to talk about um, yeah where I've been. <laughs> this is where I do a little bit of talking now because uh, this has been a very long weekend for me because uh, I work as a DJ on an evening, um, which means that my nights do get very late, and I do tend to travel a little bit of a distance as well for uh, for what I do uh, DJing to. Uh, uh, crowds up and down the UK. Um, so much so that I drove an hour and 40 minutes or hour and 30 minutes to Liverpool uh, last night uh, where I played to a very nice room. Uh, everyone had a great time. Finished at 3 o'clock in the morning at which point I then I then drove uh, to Kendall uh, in Cheshire or um, yeah, uh, yeah Kendall by the, in, by the Lake District. So another hour and 40 minutes north. Um, at which point I then uh, parked myself into a car park, wrapped myself in a duvet and got an hour and a half sleep. Uh, at which point I then woke up and took part in the final day of the Lakes International Comic Art Festival, which was been running all this weekend. Um, the reason why I want to attend this because uh, there are two major comics festivals in the UK. There, I mean, there's plenty of small cons and small um, press uh, conventions in the UK, uh, but uh, in the UK there are two major um, conventions which deal primarily with sequential art, and that is the Thought Bubble uh, art festival that takes part uh, takes place next month um, in Leeds, and there's this, which is, like I say, the Leeds International. Let me just see if I can get that close to the uh, camera. That's fine. Isn't that cool? That's cute. Leeds International Comic Art Festival. Those are the characters that they've created. This is of the uh, the festival guide. Um, this is something that I've been reading a lot about over the last 12 months, um, and it does seem that pretty much every major artist that isn't going to be at Thought Bubble is, was at this uh, convention. There was Dave Gibbons involved, Gary Erskine, uh, Charlie Applard, um, Be Becky Cloonan, Eddie Campbell, 
Um, a lot of um, the, the the birth of English comics uh, people were there as well, which was it's, I mean the whole thing has just been uh, one hell of an event. And even with just attending on the Sunday as well, it was really um, insightful to see. Um, I went to the Becky Cloonan uh, panel um, where she talked a lot about um, how she felt um, the dichotomy of working inside the uh, big titles uh, with the licensed characters with DC, Marvel, Image, etc. and self-publishing her own books as well and feeling the uh, freedom of an art as an artist for both uh, camps. So that was an interesting panel. I really enjoyed uh, this, hearing her talk. And then there was also um, a, a brilliant uh, panel uh, which was called Divas and Fatals where they had Ryan Hughes um, who is the uh, artist of uh, Soho Dives and um, various other very noirish characters and uh, creations and um, Sean Phillips uh, who has arted um, a great book called Fatal if you get to uh, check that out. Um, which is on image comics and they had um, drawing boards on both sides of the stage and in the middle they had a burlesque dancer and they basically went okay five minutes go and they talked about the process <laughs> and it was all put up onto a big screen side by side of the process that the two artists were taking and it was just a really fascinating panel it was great but what's really fascinated me about this is this is one hell of a lineup this is um, some of the major talent we're talking a very similar setup to some European um, uh, uh, Comic Cons in that it's a arts festival and in another location the artist alley and in lots of other smaller locations around the town of Kendall that basically took up and the town enveloped and embraced this comics art festival very much in the way that um, San Diego is doing with its um, current model of multiple off-site events locations obviously on a grander scale but here's the thing that gets me this thing this is year two oh, that's this, great. this is the second year it's been running and already it's just this and they're they're pulling Allard and Simone in yeah on their second year Great. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah, get, get, what kind of attendance is it? Sorry? What, how many people do you think? I'm not entirely sure. Admittedly, it was very quiet on the street by the time I left um, because <laughs> I wanted to get back to uh, to host this. I uh, left at around 4 o'clock. The street was particularly quiet, but that's because England in the uh, this time of year, it had started to rain. So everyone was <laughs> kind of like... Had hidden away and found themselves somewhere to, uh, to to hide. But we had, I mean, a good several thousand people descending on Kendall. And like you say, some major arts um, artists, international artists. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gail Simone arrived in the UK, I think, on the Wednesday. She's staying until mm -hmm. Tuesday, and it mm -hmm. says a lot that she's wanting to stay in Kendall for a week. It's mm -hmm. almost like a mini holiday. Um, so they are attracting these uh, great type, uh, um, these great artists and these great this great talent towards what is technically a very small con. What's uh, I think what I'm moving on to is what is the smallest con that you've been to and what was the kind of strengths of it that uh, you found, um, Alyssa? Which is the smallest con in your neck of the woods? Yeah, this is after, this is after you've been to New York Comic Con last weekend. Is um, the Portland Comic Con? in Portland, Maine, 
uh, it's one, I want to say one large room in the basement of a hotel and with comic, uh, old comic vendors and, you know, a variety of artists, but a lot of people talking, a lot of local artists just talking about what they're doing. I found it. There was this great comic book I found a couple of years ago by a local artist called Healed, uh, which went, told the story of somebody, of, of uh, 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 the, the fact that nobody ever died. <laughs> and the problems that happened if nobody ever died, <laughs> which is fun. But, you know, so I, I love the small cons, too. I wish there were more of them. I, I, think, it's, I think it's something, I mean, in, the, in, the, in North America, it does seem that there's everyone kind of chasing that San Diego Comic-Con dream of getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And kind of no one really kind of, well, there is kind of trying to focus on that small... Audience, that local that local audience. Um, Megan, which is the local? I mean, which is the smallest con you've been to? Uh, SD Comic Fest in San Diego. They're at a beautiful hotel in San Diego called the Town and Country. I just love walking around that hotel. It's just like really old feeling, lots of gardens and roses. It's really pretty. And so they have a fairly small um, room with like all the exhibitors and everything, and then in different rooms around the hotel they have a bunch of panels and they actually have some really interesting panels that I like to go to. I went to one that was like a dystopian one that was really cool and then one person just I think they went to New Zealand and shared their whole trip of like doing all of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings sets and just their travels around New Zealand so they had some really awesome uh, panels and then I also met uh, a friend Rebecca Hicks who does the uh, comic little vampires love her and she's super sweet and I love her comic and so now we became friends from that excellent so. well I'd say, tell you what just very quickly then off the back of that um, I actually uh, uh, met well, I kind of met uh, bumped into uh, an artist called Sarah McIntyre uh, at um, Lakes International uh, she's written a or no she draws a, a, co a comic uh, for young readers Called um, jam uh, jam. I'm gonna have to say this right. Jampires. <laughs> Basically, it's vampires that are addicted to jam. Oh, how cute! That's cute. It's, it's it's very cool. Um, but it's it's great. <laughs> when I, I I do like about um, certainly I don't know if this is the same with the, the smaller cons with yourself. Uh, in the UK, there seems to be a very much a driving force to introduce young readers to uh, comics. Um, so there's a very strong element of um, kids' comics and getting kids in a room to draw. And mm -hmm. is, is, there, is there that in the U.S. as well? In, in some of the workshops, yeah. All three of you said. All three of you spoke at once. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. You actually <laughs> probably know a little more about this than I do, so please go on. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> um, okay, we'll go to Alyssa. I, in most of the cons that I go to, there is an effort to bring the kids into it. I mean, even San Diego has it, and New York with a kids' day. Um, so there, there always is how to draw for kids and, and that sort of thing so that it makes sense. And just to 
to uh, segue in uh, if I if I could into um, and we can certainly go back to the kids aspect of it but the business of Comic Cons I know that one of uh, the reason why there are no more Portland Comic Cons is because it was so expensive to put a con on and the ticket sales didn't really cover um, bringing all of the talent in right. so that's that that was unfortunate Hmm. No, so, I, 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 th I think there is that, like I said, I think that kind of ties in with what I was saying before about there is that challenge to try and chase, because everyone will then disappear to the slightly bigger cons because they're the, mm -hmm. they're the headliners, as it were. But I think it's, it's good to have those small cons uh, to have. Um, Katrina, which is the, uh, the cons that you go to? Um, I mean, we haven't actually talked about your con history. I mean, which, which cons do you go to? Uh, well, as far as small cons go, I actually haven't been to uh, a small con in a while, just because most of the conventions I go to are on work assignment. Not that I'm complaining, um, but I did I did just come back from uh, New York Comic Con. It's my first time back in three years, and I was blown away at how it's grown since 2009. Like that used to be a smaller con. It used to be a con where like. You know, everyone would go and we'd talk about about comics and you beat your favorite artist. Now it's like George Clooney showed up <laughs> and, like, uh, I was in that panel and, like, it, that was where, you know, Disney launched, like, Tomorrowland. We got to see more of that and, like, uh, but outside of that, you know, I go, I go to Comic-Con. I'm doing Kamikaze in about a week or so with Movie Pilot, um... And I've been kind of leaning a little more, because when I was a kid, I went to both comic and anime conventions, but uh, I'm tending to lean a little more toward the comic side of things, just because that's it's closer to my interests. Um, so I do want to hit up uh, Emerald City next year. I hear it's doing much better these days, so I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm going back to New York Comic Con until I die. And San Diego. <laughs> but yeah, I just I was so blown away by New York Comic Con this I really, year. It was I really, I really great. Am to, I really am hoping to meet you guys out there because I really do want to do New York Comic Con next year. Absolutely. A sure sign of a good con yeah. is when the the like a week after you get back from the con, you're starting to book your hotel room. For me, that's that. It's I'm already on AirNib trying to find a place to stay. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Uh, we've had a couple of comments coming in. Uh, thank you very much indeed for your comments. We've got um, uh, a regular to uh, a cup of tea. Thank you very much indeed to Janina Caro. Hello there. Um, I'm going to Kamikaze in two weeks, so there you go, Katrina, someone you can uh, meet up with. WonderCon next April as well. But yes. The one, but the one Alyssa is talking about sounds smaller than mine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse is saying that the smallest con I've ever been to was uh, Wizard, Wo uh, Wizard World Nashville, <laughs> around 9,000 attendees. Yes, absolutely minute, that one there. <laughs> if I could suggest that people go on a website called Convention Scene, go into their calendar, and they always have, it seems like every weekend there are two or three small cons happening across the entire country. And eventually you can find one of these really small cons to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I tried to set up a similar can calendar on an Englishman in San Diego.com. Um, there's also uh, UKComicCons.com. Um, uh, they have a similar calendar as well. And yeah, it's the same as in the UK. I think we're very much chasing that um, North America model where every week there seems to be a con, but um, it very much uh, aiming towards the the, the creative side, but like you say, the comics. So uh, that's uh, that's encouraging. Um, it's also been interesting this weekend as well, considering that um, it's been kind of like the battle, well, not the battle, but uh, certainly the attention between the two cons. We've had, um, like I say, the Lakes International Arts Festival, and we've had London Film and Comic Con at um, Earl's Court in London, which is a showmasters event, which is very much... Um, uh, you find with showmasters that uh, very much this very similar faces show up. Your Doctor Who classic um, actors, your uh, Deep Space Nine and Star Trek um, actors showing up. Um, so very, well, maybe more like Wizard World yeah, here in the um, States? Yeah, sure. Um, it's, uh, we were talking about this um, today, and it does... Uh, you, with. The showmasters events, it does very much seem a little bit like, um, kind of like a, um, like a, a craft fair where you're just walking up and down and finding toys all over the place and um, little things. So not so much in terms of a massive amount of the creatives, but um, it's 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 diverting and they're always good fun. And like I say, London Film and Comic Con is one of the biggest ones that they do. But uh, it was definitely between the pop culture. And the uh, comic book creatives that um, happened this weekend here in the UK. But I think it's the, it, in the in US, it's very much kind of the smaller cons. There, there's always one happening around, and it was. I just wanted to talk about the 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 the, the appeal of those. Um, I think was uh, where we were going with that. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, then again, uh, we, there is also the appeal of New York Comic Con. Um, and this is going to lead on to something that we're hopefully going to be doing in a couple of weeks' time. Just to talk about um, something that I did announce last week, um, we were hoping to be joined by um, somebody who had written a blog post and uh, kind of caused a little bit of a ripple in terms of uh, attention because it talked about... Uh, artists and creatives going to uh, conventions and finding it very difficult to compete with the fans that were kind of going to meet and join in their own little collective and also cosplayers instead of interacting with the artists. Um, this is somebody, um, Denise Dorman, uh, who I'm still hoping that we can get on the um, Hangout at some point because I think it's very interesting to talk about what it's like on the other side of that table uh, to try and make it financially viable to go to a Comic-Con. So that's something that I want to talk about, especially as I think she's just been to New York Comic-Con as, as, as a special guest. Um, and the other person we're going to be hopefully getting on in the next couple of weeks is also Brian Stevenson. We spoke to him a, a week or so before New York Comic-Con, and there is so much to, to talk about in terms of things that... Um, both New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con can learn from each other. Um, I think uh, there's been several boards that have been created on the Friends of CCI uh, forum. Um, what has been the major headline uh, lines about what people have been discussing about what New York Comic Con can bring to um, San Diego? 
There's um, there's two things that have really been talked about. The primary one has been can Paul H in the New York Comic Con model be cleared? Um, a couple of and that's been uh, we've got five pages of posts in over the course of two days of uh, people debating it. Um, there are a lot of people are really like the idea, especially with how well the New York Con was cleared. Uh, it, how how well they were the room was cleared there. They really like the idea of the room clearing for Hall H because, but there there are some very obvious problems. Um, I believe Comic Girl and uh, News. Uh, uh, Barbara, Barb from formerly when nerds when nerds attacked and there's a number of other people have also have brought up that it's just there's so many people and how can we possibly do it? Um, one of the suggestions that TJ um, Transmute brought up was breaking it into two sessions. So you had a morning session and an evening session. Uh, that seemed to make a lot of sense. You're just dealing with two lines. Uh, handing out the wristbands the night before, um, and and then saying putting people up, uh, having people line up at uh, you know whenever they're going to start lining up for the first session, and then asking people to to not line up for the second session until later on in the day. Sure. Which, which brings it into problems, you know, because you're always, as as uh, Barbara said, rightfully, if it's a Marvel panel, I'm going to line up as early as I possibly can. <laughs> uh -huh. So People how find a way to line up? Exactly, you know, and then you have the the problem that they, that they had last year with the whack a mole, where you know we had these um, in. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, un unsanctioned lines popping up all over the place. So yeah. that, that's a really interesting discussion that's going on at this point. Um, but the idea of being able to fit 12,000 people, um, 13,000 people into Hall H as opposed to just 6,000 people, sure. assuming no one leaves. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think that's... Um, <laughs> I, I, the, I mean, I know that the main issue that um, San Diego Comic Con uh, has mentioned, and when David's talked about um, room clearing and um, brought it up as a possible option before, he has mm -hmm. always turned around and said the main thing is where to put people, where to put the lines. Um, it yeah. was it's the first big thing that kind of came up when the plans for the expansion showed up, because that pretty much bit into wherever lines could be forming. Um, mm -hmm. It's always been about where line room clearing can be, and I think New York Comic Con was kind of that first experiment. And I'm trying to work out: did it tie in with the RFID um, technology at all? How it um, no, not not particularly because it was a wristband, so you didn't tap in or tap out with the room. You know, so there was just the enter when you could enter the the hall when the when the venue opened up. That was the only thing. Cool. So, 
Okay. Um, I'm I mean, hearing a story well, about the RFID too, but that's. <laughs> 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 and there's also the other thing that New York really has going for it is it's a four thousand. I believe it's a four thousand seat venue. Number one and number two, it's set up so you can go in on one side and out on the other. In addition, it had the massive queue hall, and uh, Katrina could speak to this too. I mean, it didn't didn't it flow smoothly? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't end up in the queue for a lot of things because um, with press as well, and I wanted to talk about how New York Comic Con handled press, which I thought went great. Um, press had to reserve ahead of time, and if you got your reservation, you had a reserved seat, and they would only let a limited number of outlets do um, every panel, you know. So you'd get like maybe 12 outlets and that's it. And if you didn't do it, then that's just too bad for you. You have to get in the line. But luckily we, you know, we got we sent in our reservations a little early and it was just so smooth and even in the lines like having the lines in those queue halls um I think it it worked out for the convention a lot just because, you know, it it not only kept the queues in one specific place uh, without crowding up the halls, but it also kind of, I don't know, whenever you've got a bunch of people in line, you have this sense of community, and having them all in the same room, getting each other hyped for the panel for like <laughs> an hour before, like I, if I were to go on stage, I would be completely thankful for that, because these people are already just like cheering in the hallways and singing songs and all kinds of crazy stuff, so, you kind of have so I'm a supporter of the way New York Comic Con did it. But you also have that a little bit with San Diego as well, because it's okay having them in a room as well, getting them hyped up. But when you've been on a floor, yeah. and, uh, on the grass, and slept with someone, <laughs> then, 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 then you're truly bonded. Then you really are a uh, true friend. Oh, hello. I think I've been... Have I just dropped out of the uh, the hangout? Oh, no, there it is. It's the, 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 window, the window got shifted. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I'm trying to. Did you go to New York Comic Con this year, uh, Meg, um, Megan? No, I was not able to. But I was wondering, what's the attendance like compared to San Diego? Uh, <laughs> according to San Diego, <laughs> they, they sold more tickets or something. I'm not sure. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Okay, this yeah. gets into. You guys know much more about this. I'm scratching my okay. temples at this point. Um, I gotta speak. I gotta speak. Let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> go on. Tell you. According to the New York Times, they published on the eighth that um, there was a hundred and fifty-one thousand tickets sold. Mm. That CBG, CBG, uh, CRBG, they announced. They wrote an article about two or three days. Later, quoting Lance saying that 151,000 unique tickets were sold. People have interpreted the 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 word unique to mean that 151,000 people were at the show. Mm. Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, say they they have 130,000 people attending the show, but they they track people. They don't track mm. tickets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so if, say if, if one person buys a, thir a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, that's one person. New York Comic Con, if they bought a Thursday, a Friday, and a Saturday, that counts as three tickets, and that's where your numbers. That's where your numbers come in. So, 
I think this is going to be that's this conversation is going to run and run, and this is going to be discussed in the later, oh. the one we when we talk to Brighton, because it is just the math just makes at the moment. That's what I was thinking. I was like, if I I got home and people were like, oh, the New York Comic Con had more people, and I was like, look, I've been to both, and I've been inside of both. And New York Comic Con did not have more people than San Diego. I could move at New York Comic Con. I could, like, dance and run through the halls if I wanted to. Like, you can't do that in San Diego. You can't. Like, it, you know, that's why I was just like, no, really? That I don't believe that. Yeah. It, 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 kind of, it kind of didn't make a great deal of sense when you just even looked yeah. at the shit square footage, um, the numbers. Even if you just go to Wikipedia... And just go to the the numbers that involved. I mean, we're talking five hundred thousand square foot for the exhibition floor in San Diego. It's something mm. like three hundred and eighty, three hundred ninety thousand. Yeah, and even then, there were parts of the Javits Center that they were still not using this year. So yeah. I I find that exceptionally hard to believe. <laughs> this will be something we will be talking to Brian about. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think the important thing for us fans to to remember is the enjoyment. Absolutely. Both of these cons were, in my ma mind, premier events, and my whole life revolves around these two cons. And and it the way it, it can't on a Wizards World Con or a, you know some of the other small cons that happen. And it's an East Coast West Coast thing. <laughs> the people are entirely different, <laughs> which long live the difference. Um, I've said it before, but they are both um, class A cons. This is this is why yes. I set up. This is why I set up the Englishman in San Diego. This way, as a European, we can just watch you two scrap it out. It's fantastic. Do you notice at, at New York Comic Con, just like every person you bumped into was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, excuse me. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Thank you, please. I was like, there are so many manners wow. here. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Who are these people? <laughs> you no. can't be... It was, it was a good from New York. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I mean, like, I'm from New York and, like, I, you know, I don't... You don't get that <laughs> very often. <laughs> like, no matter where you are. It's still East Coast versus West Coast thing, mm. which I think is a fun rivalry. And cool. and I think that that's all it should be, is a fun rivalry, because these these two cons are both spectacular. Yeah, and I love the way they kind of inspire each other in a way. Like, you know, this mm -hmm. this year we had New York Super Week, which kind of served as, like, oh, the yeah. off-sites for New York Comic Con. And I, I really hope that New York Comic Con uh, takes the off-site thing to a new level, because... In New York City, you have an entire city that you can pretty much, if you're up at the convention center and there's a panel, panel at Union Square, you can get there in like 15 minutes via the subway. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's so easy to get around were there to be like a lot of off-site events as opposed to San Diego where there's a lot of hiking involved. So <laughs> you could hike optionally. I mean, you could hike in in New York if you really wanted to, but... You know, you could also just hop the subway and get to wherever you're going. So, do you know when that new subway station is supposed to open? There's supposed to be a subway station opening close to the Javits. I have no idea, but I that that is the first I've heard of that, and that's miraculous. Okay. And I hope it happens soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. 
That oh my gosh, the hike to the Javits from you from like the subway is just like oh, this is horrible. Yeah, it's two long blocks. Yeah. Is there any other questions, Megan, that you wanted to put to them? Because I mean, I I think like myself, you you want to go to New York Comic Con as well at some point. I would love to. Probably not next year. Maybe the year after, but. Well, like, when, it, when it gets up to 180,000 people. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 180,000 tickets. <laughs> sorry, did I say that out loud? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, the pair of us really would, would like to go to New York. I think, like Alyssa uh, says, for the different energies that, that the cons bring. And like it, uh, like myself and Alyssa have talked about, that uh, uh, the <laughs> New York Comic Con has very much, it's been driven by a commercial enterprise. Whereas uh, San Diego Comic Con is is a um, a volunteer run event, and that that brings, especially um, made up of very much an old guard, who are very protective of their con. Uh, so mm -hmm. I think there's that there's two definite definite different sides to the the con attitude, which works. And I think it'd be good if they learn from each other. And I I really would love I'd love to be in a room where with Brian. Or the, anybody from Read Pop and anyone from CCI, I'd love to get them in the room. I would, I would, I would love to get them in the room. And just, <laughs> and just hear what they had to say about RFID technology. Sure. And ah. you know, would be uh, fascinating. I, I would love to see CCI. If there was something that I could see CCI implement. Um, from from re the read pop innovations, it would be the RFID. I think that yeah. it it might very well cut down on their ticket scalping, and it would make getting a replacement badge so easy. My son lost his badge um, at New York, um, and within five minutes at the will call window, he got a new one. His old yep. one was canceled. Ten bucks. My uh, my editor, yeah, my editor lost hers as well, and they just like replaced it right away. Um, yep. And also, just the lines move so fast when you're getting into the con. Like, if you need to pick up your badge, it's so easy. And oh, just to see that in San Diego would be beautiful. I think <laughs> yeah. they could even use that for Hall H. Honestly, like that could be something to uh, to implicate there. How? Hmm? Do you have an idea on how they would uh, use the RFID? I would honestly use it to uh, cap the limit of number of, of people in Hall H mm -hmm. and also kind of uh, check people in and out of it so you don't have people sitting for the next panel who kind of edge the people who have been in line out in a way. Because, I, you know, I, I understand, like, hanging out in the panel room because you don't want to miss it, but then there are, like, a ton of people in line that don't get to see it then, you know? Yeah. So I feel like checking in and checking out of Hall H would be a really smart idea, and it'd be more fair to everybody who camped out the night before to get into that next panel, you know? Sure. Okay, we've got a couple of comments that have come in on the Q&A. Let's uh, very quickly uh, have a look at those. Um, we've got somebody uh, new to the, uh, the the Hangout. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Kylie Stills. Is it Stills or Sills? Hello there, Kylie. Thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us. Um, I thought the NYCC room clearing was nice. Definitely limits the number of panels that can happen, though. And the wristband distribution does need tweaking. Daredevil was kind of a mess by the end of wristband distribution. Um, there has been one or two um, comments which I've been reading that there is that. Still things that can be learned from the, uh, the, the various implement, uh, implementations that have uh, happened. Uh, but certainly 
a lot of things that can be learned off those sites as well. Um, let's have a look at, uh, let's see if we've got uh, another one. Let's see, because there was um, something from Travis. Travis McIntyre, thank you very much indeed for your question. I still think that when passing out wristbands, ask if you want the whole day or a single panel, and then have the whole day people go in, and then single panel people go in when there's it's their time. That, I think, automatically throws up a number of problems that we have seen at San Diego Comic-Con in terms of um, uh, the disabled lines. Um, mm -hmm. um, spaces which can keep all parties happy, and I, that's the thing. It's That's an impossible line to kind of... Um, kind of balance. I don't think it, it can be done. But like you say, there's things to learn. And when it comes to room clearing and the, the wristbands, it is uh, something else that's new. Considering that the wristbands, always remember this, the wristbands for San Diego Comic-Con was always pitched as a um, data mining um, setup. It was all about trying to find out where the line really should end, where if you don't get a wristband that you can right. take the option and walk away. That was always what those wristbands were for. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't work like that, but that's, that's Comic-Con. We, 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 we like to queue. That's all we do. Because, um, you know, that's, that's, it's in our DNA that we just like to find ourselves in a line and plonk our ass in it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Um, no, I think I think I've told the tale of when I was uh, I did the overnight camp for the Saturday morning, and then decided I wanted to go to the restroom and find myself in a fifty-long queue outside of Hall H, uh, outside of um, Entrance G. Sorry, to use the bathroom. I'm sorry, but when you're queuing up at half past three in the morning to use the bathroom. <laughs> That's when you know that we're addicted. We're addic it's an addiction, and we need to break the cycle. That's you guys don't usually have to line up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. That's a, that's a whole other. <laughs> don't give anybody ideas, Megan, because then San Diego will smell like pee. Oh. We're trying to avoid that. Or, or even more than it does. Uh, already, um, <laughs> or, or, or certain parts of it, anyway. Okay, uh, let's see where else we've got. Um, we're talking about smaller cons, we've got the Infomaniac, who's joined us. Uh, on November 30th, I'm going to the Wales Comic Con in Wrexham. This is a Comic Con I've heard about, very small again, um, but also very much dealing with um, artists and uh, creatives, so that's uh, an interesting one as well. Um, Let's see what else we've got. Um, we've had uh, Travis McIntyre jump in with a couple of points. Uh, firstly, going about the, uh, the uh, smaller uh, cons, I'm looking forward to going to my first Emerald City Comic Con, even though I live close to uh, Seattle yeah. in Tacoma. Uh, but I do, have to, I do have to say that the growing fast... Uh, oh, hang on, where's that disappeared to? Um, no, it has just vanished. Oh no, there is. Um, I do have to say that it's great. That's right. I do have to say that it's growing fast, and I think will be the biggest West Coast con after San Diego. What are your thoughts on that? I would I love to. Balls shot. What was that? Sorry. Alyssa oh, um, first. No, no, I was just saying that's a ballsy. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm terrible. Um, I was saying that's a ballsy claim, and I would like to see how that. Plays out. <laughs> I mean, then again, I thought I thought WonderCon was growing quite big as well. No, well, WonderCon is being kind of groomed to grow that way, though, by 
the same people. Yeah, okay. Um, Alyssa? Um, I would love to get in contact with somebody from um, from Emerald City and, uh, and, and bring that forward on the board because I've been hearing some really good comments about Emerald City Con. If, if it wasn't so far away, if it was on the East Coast, I'd be there. Sure. <laughs> Especially since it's in the early spring. It's, it's great. I need a spring con. We need more <laughs> spring cons. You know, there's, I'm done with um, you know, late summer and fall cons. I need another one in the spring. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm slightly apprehensive about Thought Bubble because uh, Leeds in November is it's slightly hellish because it gets very cold. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's always fun to watch people do cosplay at Thought Bubble, uh, especially when they're um, doing slightly, um, well, if they're doing uh, costumes which are slightly revealing. For example, or <laughs> male and female, but when you're dealing with the, when you're dealing with the Yorkshire winter, oh my God, it's <laughs> it's torture. But there we go, excellent. Right, um, I think we've pretty much covered most of what I wanted to talk about, and good grief, a quarter past uh, quarter past the hour. So I think we better wrap things up. Right. <laughs> Um, thank you very much indeed to everyone who's taken part in the Q&A. Once again, do keep the conversation going on CupOT, SDCC on the hashtag. Please do keep uh, talking about that. And, of course, you can contact us on our various um, social medias. You can find me on Google Plus at google.com slash plus symbol and Englishman in San Diego. You can also find me on Twitter at EnglishmanSDCC. Uh, where can people find you, Megan? Uh, you can check out my blog, The Nerdy Girly, at www.thenerdygirly.com, and I am at The Nerdy Girly on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Don't forget, then, you can go to nerdygirly.com where you will be seeing a new post from Megan every day as starting of Monday. That's <laughs> it's what she said. For the next the, couple months, at least. It's what she's, oh, careful, you're following it through now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to it because I, I, I've said before on numerous occasions I'm a massive fan of the nerdy girly, uh, nerdy girly so Thank do you. go. Oh, I am I am a massive fan. Uh, where can people find you, Katrina? Uh, you can find me at okatrina on Twitter, and then my blog, which is also getting back into motion with a con report from New York Comic Con starting Tuesday at okatrina.com. That's so. o. That's o h. Getting the wheels going. Yes. O, <laughs> o H Katrina. So yes, yeah, do check out that as well. And I, that's Katrina with a C. Is this uh, is yes. this the right way? No, 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 I have to. No, you, no, you got it right. That was right. You, you, you were right for the first time. <laughs> oh yes, um, I haven't actually checked out your blog yet. I've only really, like I say, we've only really spoken on Twitter. So I'm looking forward to to reading that. That'd be cool. Excellent. And of course, where can people find you, Alyssa? Yes. Well, there is there is there is one home, isn't there? Friends of CCI forward slash forum. That's yeah. where we that's where we hang out and have all of those wonderful discussions about such things as ticket numbers and versus head counts versus actual ticket numbers versus the room fees. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 took, I took a look, a very quick look at the board headings uh, of uh, current discussions happening on friendsofcci.com uh, before we went on air, and it was NYCC versus NYCC versus yeah. <laughs> all the way down page, and I'm looking forward to 
wading my way through those. I think that's going to be I, I will say that there's been a couple of people, um, especially Jesse Lynn, uh, the seventh candidate, who posted a really nice uh, comparison of New York Con uh, versus from a San Diego uh, attendee's perspective, and just what to expect the difference, uh, the sure. difference in, with for the differences. And no, that's, it, that's very, no, what was that? Sorry, it was very refreshing. Uh, it was, mm. and the, I say what? Well, yes, I will point that out um, if you're listening. Um, if you are, if you want to go to thenerdtruth.com and check out Jesse's post on that, it was a, it's a great recap of New York mm -hmm. Comic Con. Really good read, actually. I would recommend that. Right. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today. We're back again next week. Like I say, I'm really hoping that we can get um, uh, our guest on. I can never remember her name off the top of my head. I do apologize. Um, it's um, Dorman. Uh, uh, hopefully, we'll be getting her on the podcast at some point um, on this uh, the Hangout. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. And hopefully, we'll be also getting... Um, Brian from Repop on as well. So do watch this space. We will try and keep you up to date. And hopefully as well, we will be joined again by our fantastic guests at some point in the future. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Right, take care. Thank enjoy, you. Enjoy, the, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you in seven days. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. As I scroll down the list and everyone can see you. Bye. Yay. <laughs> You can you can now have a really big um, clearing of the throat now, uh, Megan. Do you want to do that just to wrap up? Everybody. It was like perfect. I didn't need to after that. <laughs>